You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Minnesota Twins, our last look at the Twins here in spring training. Uh, it's our last podcast for opening day with Rhett Bollinger and Rhett. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm sure you're excited to get out of Fort Myers here soon. It's been a long camp uh, because of the World Baseball Classic. But uh, in these last few days, where do things stand? What's left to be decided in Twins camp? Well, with the Twins right now, there's still kind of a lot to be decided in this sense. There's still, uh, you know, 36 guys in camp, which is definitely a lot here with, uh, you know, only a couple days left in camp. Uh, the big kind of things so far they kind of find out is the fifth starter competition still isn't quite over yet. We know it's going to be either Tyler Duffy or Adalberto Mejia. Uh, Mejia's probably outpitched Duffy uh, overall, but Duffy's pitched uh, a lot better recently. They both pitched in a minor league game a couple days ago. Uh, then Duffy pitched great, and Mejia struggled. So uh, it kind of maybe might work in Duffy's favor. Uh, but the big thing is if Duffy doesn't win it, he would probably go to the bullpen, whereas if Mejia doesn't win it, he'll go to the AAA Rochester rotation. So uh, also backup catchers look kind of up in the air, but it sure seems like Chris uh, Jimenez is going to win that job as well. Uh, and then the back end of that bullpen, we don't know if the Twins are going to keep Rule 5 pick Justin Haley. It sure seems like they're going to try to keep him, whether or not it's going to be on the roster, maybe trade for him. Uh, we'll find out. Michael Tonkin is kind of on the bubble, and he's out of options. Otherwise, position player-wise, we kind of know what's going to happen here. I think Kenny Vargas' injury uh, opened the door here for Jungle Park to be the opening day DH. Uh, A-Ray Adrianza's oblique injury has kind of opened the door to have Danny Santana and Eduardo Escobar be the backup uh, infielders. Uh, so, yeah, there's still a couple questions here late in camp, but for the most part, uh, just kind of waiting for some of these roster cuts because there are definitely still a lot of guys in camp this, this late. Who would you say or what? Who or what was the biggest surprise of this camp? I, I think the biggest surprise would have to be either how well Park played. You know, it was a tough, you know, for him to get DFA'd right before the start of camp. I'm sure it wasn't easy mentally to kind of deal with that. Um, but he came in and had the right attitude, and he's been their best hitter pretty much all spring. Uh, and for, you know, Vargas is kind of the heavy favorite there at DH just because Vargas is on the roster. Um, but I think Vargas was hurt by the fact that he played in the World Baseball Classic and only got nine at-bats. Um, the other big surprise, I guess, to me would be uh, Mejia. Mejia's really been sharp all spring outside of that minor league outing, uh, putting himself in that, you know, mix there. Because coming into camp, he was, you know, a big long shot to make the rotation. But with, uh, you know, Trevor Mays, Tommy John surgery, and, and Jose Barrios, uh, only pitching, you know, uh, what, six in the third innings in the World Baseball Classic, and he had to go to AAA to kind of get stretched out. Um, he has kind of put himself on the map here. So even if he doesn't make the roster as a fifth starter, um, I think his status with the team has definitely gone up, where I think he may be the first guy called up, if not Barrios, uh, you know, uh, if they need another starter. I, w- I would have to guess, I mean, for a team, you know, trying to establish itself in the rotation, the, the most unfortunate development of camp would, would, I mean, Trevor May's elbow injury would, would have to rate pretty high on that list. Yeah, I definitely would. I mean, I kind of had high hopes there for Trevor May. Just talking to him a lot at Twins Fest and early in the season. Uh, he, he's a good talker for sure. He's a really smart guy. And you could tell this is kind of his year, he thought. You know, he kind of dedicated himself this offseason, you know, not just physically but mentally to kind of, you know, take that next step and be a starter again. You know, he pitched in relief for the last year and a half uh, with some success the first, you know, year last year. Uh, a lot of strikeouts, but also, uh, you know, high ERA dealt with the back injuries and that kind of stuff, but he was finally healthy, uh, you know, with his back and everything. And sure enough, 
you know, he pitched really well against Team USA and, and sure enough on one pitch to uh, Andrew McCutcheon and his UCL tears, you know, the full UCL tear. So hmm. he took it pretty hard, but I think he was trying to take it in stride. He's staying active on social media, you know, a lot of posts about his rehab, that kind of stuff. So I think he's trying to keep the fans, you know, engaged and involved. But definitely, uh, that was definitely tough to do for the Twins. Red, obviously, the Twins entered 2016 with, with high hopes and contention, come off a surprise 2015. Didn't work out so well in large part because they got up to a horrendous start in April. Uh, they're really uh, playing from behind from the very beginning. Uh, we know expectations are, are tampered down this year as a result, but uh, I'd have to imagine, you know, just getting off to a better start after an 0-9 last year is an emphasis for Paul Molitor this year. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of talking to some of the guys in the clubhouse, especially Brian Dozier. Uh, they want to they want to get off to a good start. It's kind of one of the things they haven't done that in a while. Even the year they were actually, you know, uh, a surprise in 2015, they had a tough start then as well. So I don't think they've won an opening day since I think it's 2009. It's been a long time even on opening day, but Dozier kind of said they don't want to put too much pressure on themselves to have a, a strong start. Um, but at the same time, they know they kind of have to get off the win. Because, you know, if they get into a bad start again, Really, last year they were 0-9, just kind of talking to a lot of the guys. It kind of seemed like they kind of the wind went out of their sails. You know, as soon as um, the 0-9, they kind of realized, you know, the season was almost over in a sense. It's going to be a too tough of a kind of a hill to climb out of. So I think if they can get off to a better start, get some confidence, some optimism going, uh, would really help. Uh, such a young roster too, as we know. You know, if Byron Buxton, you know, really struggles early on, maybe it'd be tough for him to kind of get out of it. Or you know, if he can start off hot, or Miguel Sano can start off hot, maybe they can kind of build on it and build some confidence. Because um, this team has definitely gone through a lot here since 2011 with all these losing seasons. And I think, uh, as you said, you know, I think last year there was a lot more optimism externally and a lot more, you know, projections they could maybe even be a surprise postseason team. This year, that's not really the talk. But some of the, you know, computer projections, that kind of stuff, still see them as a team uh, that's going to really improve. It should at least, you know, some of the computers are saying they're going to win between 75 and 77 games, which I think for the Twins, uh, they'd take that. I think they'd rather obviously have a better year than that and, and maybe be, a surprise team like they were in 2015, uh, but a lot of things have to happen. Have to happen, you know. We know that the rotation has got to really hold up. We know those young guys have to contribute. But uh, yeah, I think internally, I think the Twins believe they can, you know, have a solid season. But at the same time, uh, there's, there's so many ifs with this team that we'll kind of see how it goes. I know you wrote a bit. We had all of our beat writers write a bit about what the trade deadline might look like for their club. Um, you know, you mentioned this is this is a year geared more towards taking that next step forward with a young core. Um, what do you think the, the trade deadline could look like for the Twins? It kind of depends, too, on a, on a hot start. You know, if they have another bad start, they're, you know, having a, a rough go at the deadline. Uh, you can see them kind of sell off some guys. You know, Brian Dozier uh, talked about he doesn't want to be one of those guys kind of strung along, but, you know, with how good he is and having, you know, tears left on his deal, he could easily be a trade candidate, as could Irvin Santana. Uh, other veteran guys, probably more like reliever-type guys, guys they signed this year, maybe Belisle or, Breslow, if they're doing well at the time, could be flipped for uh, younger assets. But for the most part, their core is still so young, you know, you wouldn't see them trading any of their young guys, really, obviously, that, uh, in terms of, you know, all their young prospects and, and young players in that, you know, on the roster. And Maurer's not going to go anywhere, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, you know, interesting. But last year they at least, you know, were able to get Mejia as part of the uh, uh, trade for Eduardo Nunez. You know, even Hector Santiago is going to be part of this rotation. They got him. Uh, trading Alaska and, and Alex Meyer. So it's definitely a way for them to kind of build for the future if they do become sellers. But they don't have too many assets outside of maybe Dozier and Santana. But both those guys actually would bring pretty good returns, uh, especially Dozier. All right, that's the latest from Rhett from Twins Camp. And Rhett also had the opportunity to catch up with manager Paul Molitor. We are going to run his Q&A with Molitor right now. 
Here with Paul Molitor. Uh, Paul, last year obviously that was planned. What do you think maybe seen this spring that it kind of gives a little encouragement to going into this year? Well, I, I think that uh, it's an understatement that yeah, last year didn't go as planned. Um, you know, you, you try to uh, not panic, even coming off a somewhat horrific season in terms of amount of losses that we endured. But, uh, you know, you, you always try to incorporate your work in a given camp according to your personnel and things that are shortcomings of your club. So we've, we've tried to instill confidence from the get-go, maybe a little bit of a... a renewed focus for some of the guys on, on where, what direction they want to go and what things they need to improve on. And overall, I've been pleased that we've addressed some of those things, I think, rather efficiently throughout the course of the camp. How it plays when you start the season, a little bit of, a, you know, you, you can't you can't predict guarantees on certain things, but I, I really feel a lot of areas that hurt us last year we're going to be better at. And how important is that young core going to be? Guys like Miguel Sano, you know, Jorge Blanco, Max Kepler, Byron Buxton, uh, and Rosario. We got a large group of young guys with less than a thousand at bats, and they're playing significant roles for us. So it's a little hard to predict the uh, uh, the rate of incline on these guys with their skill sets. But you know, we got a lot of confidence in all of them. We're just trying to make sure that we keep teaching them the right way to play, and that they, they don't let you know a given day or maybe a tough week hinder them too much in terms of their confidence and what they bring each and every day. But it's a nice core to have. It's going to be fun to watch them develop as a unit as well as individually. The rotation last year we saw consistent Urban Santana, but outside of him, a lot of inconsistencies. How much how confident do you have in guys like you know Phil Hughes bouncing back yeah. from injury, Cal Gibson with his new kind of refined delivery, Santiago coming off the WBC and the starter. You know, you, you need to have optimism there. It was a, a shortcoming for us for sure. The lack of innings, uh, the lack of effective innings. You know, Irvin was great, consistent. Uh, you know, you're, you're hoping that a guy like Phil can bounce back and be motivated by the fact that he hasn't, didn't pitch much last year and the year before was a bit of a struggle. So uh, we're hoping he takes a step forward. Kyle Gibson is a guy that I've challenged. I just think that he's, he's kind of leveled off here a little bit. Uh, and I think there's more in there. And you know, we're just trying to find a way for him to use his ability as well as you know, a little more fearlessness in how he pitches. I think we've seen that in the camp. Hector, we saw a little bit of good and bad last year. Uh, and of course, we're, we're still trying to figure out who the last guy's going to be. But you know, I, I think the fact that we've competed well for that spot both well. And the bullpen, some guys coming back from last year, guys like Brian Presley and Taylor Rogers, uh, your closer and Brandon Kinsler. Some new faces as well in, in Belisle and uh, Breslow. What do you kind of expect from the bullpen this season? Well, we're trying to assemble it. It's an important part of our game today, and you know, everyone's using it a little bit differently. But you gotta, you got to have you know, at least seven guys that you can trust to some degree that keep you in a game or hold on to a game or close a game. Uh, you know, Kinsler, you know, what he did, he certainly warrants the opportunity to do that here. Uh, we all think Presley's got high-end ability, still learning how to pitch later in games. Uh, Rogers was solid. We're looking for him to continue to improve. Belisle's been a great addition. Just his his work habits, his routines, his competitiveness, his professionalism. And Breslow's little twist and how he's resurrected himself a little bit is played. So the question still remains how we're going to fill out those last two spots. And uh, probably looking for some length there. And uh, you know, a couple guys in unique circumstances, either option-wise or rule five-wise. Some of the things that we have to look at.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.